Thanks for tuning in to the meditation conversation. Hop on over to karagoodwin.com. You can get a free 10-minute guided meditation right on the homepage to help you experience deep levels of peace. I also have lots of resources to learn meditation and to support your practice. And of course, by supporting those services, you are supporting my work, including the production of this very podcast to assist more souls on their path to awakening. Thank you for your support and enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to the Meditation Conversation. I'm your host, Kara Goodwin. I am so excited today to have Neve joining. Neve is a cacao medicine woman and a biofield tuner. And she is a world explorer, explorer, and a peace seeker, and a shamanic student, and so much more. So I'm really excited to dive into some of these topics that we haven't explored yet on the podcast. So welcome, Neve. Hi, Cara. Hi, listeners. Thank you so much for having me on your show today. I absolutely love the message that you are spreading about consciousness, expansion, healing and growth. I feel that it is super important. And thank you so much for everyone who is listening. There are an infinite, endless uh, possible places that you could be right now. And you are choosing to be here with myself and Cara to learn and also to teach. So thank you so much. Oh, that's so beautiful. Thank you. So where are you joining us from today, Neve? So I am in Ireland at the moment. I'm originally from Ireland. I have uh, spent many years working uh, in London. And following this, I went to Abu Dhabi, so into the Middle East. Following this, then I came back to Ireland just for one year. And then I moved to Portugal. And that's led me to to this moment here. So I have been around the world and back again. Um, but I've been back in Ireland now for the past three days. I was going to say, you must not have been in Ireland long because I had seen on um, Instagram, I think, that you were in Portugal, like not very long ago at all. So three days. Yeah. Yeah. So I decided to uh, relocate to Portugal last October. Um, the winter months in Ireland get very cold and a bit dreary and I really enjoy the sun and I really feel that it helps to lift my spirit. Um, so I moved to Portugal and I set up a healing retreat centre in Portugal uh, for a couple of months and uh, travelled around and I really feel for me a lot of my expansion and growth in the past year came from being in Portugal. Uh, the the people of Portugal are very connected to the land. They have a very slow paced life and they really do work on their spiritual healing. So I really immersed myself in those communities. And now I've come back to Ireland for the summer. I'll be offering retreats and events here in Ireland, bringing back all of the wisdom and knowledge that I have. And so uh, I've been so blessed to learn in Portugal. So here I am in Ireland. That's so fascinating because Ireland has such a rich history of connection with the land and the earth and the elementals and and all of that. And I don't know, um, 
I don't know how connected you feel with that being Irish. I, I uh, lived in the UK for um, a few years and I made it to, um, did I go to Dublin? I think, I think I went, <laughs> yeah, yes, I was. I went to Dublin like one weekend. Um, so I've spent like a tiny bit of time in Ireland, but um but I think of like traditionally like the Celtic culture and so forth as so connected to the land and the planet. Um, and I know that there's been a lot of change, you know, over the years with, um, you know, Christianity taking over, for example. Um, but do you feel like just within you growing up there, did you feel more connected to Portugal or do you feel that connection to the elements and things, um, when you're back in Ireland? So when I was growing up, I grew up in a very uh, Catholic family. Um, and you know, exactly what you've shared, uh, a lot of the Celtic, uh, pre-Christianity has been lost in Ireland but it is starting to come back now again. So growing up, I didn't know much about the elements, about the earth, about nature. Um, and now that I have started my own spiritual path, which has only been, you know, in the last three years, I really feel a deep connection and a deep call back to Ireland to reconnect and to remember what, what I wasn't taught as a child or what was forgotten uh, through school. Uh, religion, society, education. So now that I am back in Ireland, I am putting myself out there to connect with Irish shamans uh, and with people who are uh, studying uh, Irish culture and history. And this weekend, I'm heading off to a big uh, summer festival um, with all bonfires and bringing all of the communities together. So yes, now that I am back I to Ireland, I am aware that people actually uh, are still studying this and they are connected to the rich culture here in Ireland. But because I wasn't taught about that as a child, I didn't know it exists. So now I'm remembering again, which feels really, really good. Yeah, that's it's fascinating how we sometimes like ha look for it. So we feel drawn somewhere else to help us to uh, to connect deeper and then get called back or find that um, that there are pieces to the mystery within us that were kind of under our noses, and but but there's like a whole journey, you know. I mean, isn't that so reminiscent of? Did you ever read uh, The Alchemist? Uh, no, but I know about it. Yeah, yeah. You may want to check that book out because it's very much. I won't go into it too much, but you know, it's it's like this whole journey that's very like complete, you know, and it, it feels like, you know, and you're very young, like you, you've got so much of a, you know, this is like just one step along in your journey that will carry on for a long time. I have no doubt, but it's really interesting to see like how these things weave and the, you know, and get, and, and sometimes turn back on themselves and it's really beautiful. Yeah, it's yeah. so perfect. And, and the main thing is that you, you keep awareness and you keep your consciousness to what's actually happening, you know, what's unfolding, whether you want to label it as good and good or bad. It's always there to teach us to the next, you know, the next step, the next door is open and another one closes. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. 
So as I mentioned, one of one of the things that you have studied and that you know a lot about is um, a biofield tuner. And this is new for me. So I would love to to learn about it. What is a biofield tuner? So biofield tuning is a form of energy medicine. It is a vibrational healing modality. And I use a tuning fork and a hockey puck to make a sound. And I can do a little demo. And I use the tuning fork and the hockey puck to to emanate a sound. And then I use the sound to locate areas of stuckness in the human biofield. So it is it locates times of stress, turbulence, trauma or resistance in your specific lifetime, depending on how old you are. So it locates them, but it also helps to discharge the time of stress or trauma. So we work or I work specifically in your timeline from the time you were in your mother's womb all the way up until your current age. So I start at zero and, for example, up until age 30, feeling and listening in every single year for times of stress turbulence or trauma and for example if I get stuck at age 15 then we hang out there for a couple of strikes of the fork until your biofield also known as the aura or the energy field releases this energy that has been stuck back at age 15. So we discharge the energy at that time and send it back inside your body into the main chakra system, the main energy system that is inside uh, or around uh, your body. So it, um, the human biofield is extends five to six feet off either side uh, of the human body. So we can then uh, locate the the time of birth, which is around five feet off the left or right hand side of your body. And then what's close to your physical body is what's close and current. So what you're currently generating, what vibration you're currently giving off. And then everything else in between falls like rings on a tree. So that this is how we can specifically uh, say at what age we are finding the, the stress or the trauma in the energy field. So as we hang out at these sticky spots, we discharge the energy. So you don't forget the memory from age 15, but you discharge from the emotional response. So the next time you face a stress or a trauma, you don't have a knee-jerk response to how you reacted at age 15 because you are centered and you are grounded in the person you are today, not somebody who was hurt 15 years ago. So essentially, we go through the timeline, through the history, feeling and listening for for resistance, and then we discharge the perturbations, sending the energy, some people call it chi, prana, uh, life force, uh, biophotons, whatever word resonates with you, we collect it like on a magnet 
sound has magnetic qualities. So we collected, drop it into your body, back into the present moment. So you get a reboot of energy. You get back your vital life force that has been shed into the field around you and you didn't even know. So say, for example, you might see somebody who's going through a particularly challenging time, perhaps a recent breakup. They have no light in their face. They have no light in their body. And it's because they are shedding what we call bio photons or or energy or light into the field around them. So they're not grounded in the present moment. They're not grounded in their body. They're they're somewhere else. So we go back, we take these these energy, these bio photons, and we bring it back into your body. So you can get back, you know, this zest for life, this excitement, this joy. So, yeah, it really works on uh, the emotions and the memories. Really good for grounding, really good for physical pain. We, we penetrate the human body with, uh, with sound. And, you know, some people may be more familiar with acupuncture, where we put needles in the body to release the stress, to release the energetic pathways. It's very similar with biofuel tuning, apart from we are using uh, sound to penetrate the human body, to clear static, to clear uh, stagnation in the body, in the thoughts. But what makes biofuel tuning um, a little bit more uh, different is that it is very specific to the age and to the person's timeline. Um, so, you know, we were quite often able to say at what age um, we're finding the resistance. But at the same time, you know, people don't need to know what the memory is. For example, if I get stuck at age 15 and I'm sensing a, a sadness or a loss, the, the client doesn't need to know what the memory is. You know, we don't need to go back over the, the, the emotions or the situation. It's because we are there to just release and let go so the client can move forward with their life. Um, so I don't need to know what the experience was and neither does the client. The most important thing is we're going to hang out at this sticky spot until it is released, until uh, the, the tuning fork then becomes smooth as opposed to being very sticky or it's like it's getting stuck. So essentially the, the tuning fork, when it's, when it's uh, hit against the hockey puck, it should make the same sound each and every time, as long as I am hitting it fairly consistently in the same way. However, uh, when I stick the tuning fork in your energy field, suddenly it goes really high. That might signify an anxiety or fear, or suddenly it might go really low and that, um, you know, is saying that there might be some sadness or grief or loss. So when when the tuning fork changes in tone or sound, then that uh, is a feedback for me as a practitioner, but also for the client that things uh, there's something there that is not coherent, it's not smooth, it's not clear. So that's how we know uh, where to hang out. So the, the tuning fork will change sound or also there will be a different magnetic pull in the fork. And for me, it will be more challenging to move um, to move the fork through the field. And then also I might get a sudden kind of intuitive download or color or visual or something. So yeah, there's many ways that, that there is feedback. Um, 
So yeah, that's that's essentially it. I mean, there's so wow. much more to it. Yeah, there's so yeah. much more to it. That's fascinating. Um, so just to bring in, you know, a bit of the science, uh, some people might really enjoy to hear some of the science behind this. Um, so I am a trained physiotherapist, uh, and this is what I studied at university. Um, so I worked a lot with the mechanics of the body and also the chemical side of the body. So, you know, if the body felt in pain, uh, we would use the mechanics of the body to try and fix that. And also chemically, you know, with um, with uh, pharmaceutical drugs to, to help with the pain. But what I really wasn't taught about was how the body is so electric. So our whole nervous system runs on axons and dendrites and the signals being passed across uh, the nervous system. So this is all run on electricity. Um, our heart has a heartbeat. Like this is the beat of electricity. Our brain uh, carries a signal of a beat. So, you know, when you go to get a, a brain scan, it is measuring the electrical activity of your brain. And the same when you get a heart scan, it's measure, measuring the electrical activity of the heart. Our bones are piezoelectric crystalline structures, meaning that they emit light and electricity when they are compacted. Our blood is salt and water which carries an electric charge so if you think about all of these systems like we are electrical beings like we really are electrical beings yeah and the law of physics states that anything that has an electric current running through it will always create a magnetic field and i'm not sure if anyone is familiar with the uh, with the magnet and the iron filings. So if you have a magnet, you can create a magnetic field around it using uh, iron filings. So around the sun, we have the heliosphere. Around the earth, we have the ionosphere. So if the human body is creating uh, an electrical charge running up through it, it's going to create a magnetic bubble, a magnetic field. And this is the bio field also known as the aura or the energy field. So we get an electrical current from the surface of the earth. And this is our feminine yin energy. But so often we walk in rubber sole shoes that the magnetic uh, energy from the earth is coming up to the soles of our shoes and then bouncing back off down into the earth. So we're not getting a balance of exchange with the earth. And then we have a backlog of electricity inside our body, which is uh, contributing towards inflammation in any ways, physical inflammation inside the body, but also anxiety, feeling trapped, feeling stuck. And yeah, just been really in our own body, in our thoughts. So we get one electrical current from the surface of the earth. And then also from the sky down, we get another electrical current, which is our masculine yang energy. Um, so quite often, because we spend so much time indoors, and especially under artificial light, we are again not getting this balance of exchange with the, with the nature energy that's around us. But it's really important for the human body to receive both the masculine and the feminine energies the sky and the earth 
to flow up and down through the central channel of the of the energy body. So this gives us vitality. It allows for a discharge of energy um, and it calls in fresh energy. So we don't just breathe in fresh air. You know, it's full of vital life force. It's full of chi, it's full of prana, which is really, you know, so important for the, the human body to cleanse to cleanse and clear and release because we hold so much and we just not, not have been taught about this aspect of being human you know maybe some people have but I know certainly for myself I was not taught at school about being an electric being or being an energetic being oh, that I have yeah. that I have chakras I have energy fields that need clearing so I can feel better and I can show up here as a better human being um, so yeah, that's some of the science behind it. So uh, we are working with the electric body, also known as the energy body, to to clear and to cleanse, and we use sound uh, in a very specific way to, to do that. That is fascinating, and thank you for taking us through all of that science because it's so important that we keep hearing these messages and keep connecting with the, uh, the importance. I mean, what you're talking about with the magnetic or the electric fields around us and the earth, you know, and, and the rubber soled shoes, you know, there's a lot of, of earthing, you know, that, that, um, can help with that. I don't know. Do you recommend, because if you're, not able to be barefoot on the land, which a lot of people in modern times, you know, it's hard to get out on the earth uh, with no shoes on all year round. You know, maybe in the summertime, that's more natural. Um, but if you live where you have the seasons, um, it might not be. So are there particular, um, are there shoes that are good that, you know, can keep that con that conduction happening? where you're not sending that back down to the earth and it's actually able to eat more easily come up? Yeah, I mean, great question. But I would really recommend, even if it is very cold outside or if it is wet, like trying your best to get your bare feet on the ground, like have a hot water bottle ready, have a towel ready, have a hot shower ready. It only takes, like it literally could only take like, even just putting your feet on the ground for one moment, taking a deep breath in and out can supercharge your body. And I know and I understand and I respect that this might sound a bit crazy because if somebody said this to me three years ago, I would have said, I'm not going to do that. I'm fine, you know. But but now that I have practiced it and I understand it on a very deeper level, it really will nourish and discharge. Even if you take a deep breath, it's like, ah. Oh, you know, you feel like you've just let the weight of the world fall out of you. If you can do that with your bare feet on the ground, whether it is water, mud, snow, grass, even just concrete is, is better than nothing. However, to answer your question, yes, um, I have uh, shoes called Harmony uh, 783s and I actually got them imported from America. And uh, that's Harmony 783s. And they don't have rubber on the soles of the shoes. But also, if you wear leather shoes, I think they're called leather moccasins. Um, then, yeah, 
you know, as long as they don't have rubber. And even just walking inside your house without shoes is, is better because, you know, you might be walking on wood or you might be walking on concrete or slate or whatever, you know, is in the home. Um, and even, you know, it doesn't have to be your bare feet. If you walk outside and put your hands on a tree, that's also super amazing. And you might hear about some people uh, talking about tree hugging. It's also a thing. And it's, yeah, it's any connection with the earth. Because if you think about it, if you are wearing rubber on the soles of your feet and you don't touch the earth at any point during the day, then it's a backlog. It's a backlog. It's a backlog. So just putting your hands down uh, even sitting, you know, if you if you do have your clothes on, even just sitting on on a on a, a stub of a tree, whatever it is in nature, it's gonna allow you to to discharge this energy, this electricity. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you so much. So, how did you get started on this path? You mentioned like three years ago, you wouldn't have been open to some of these ideas, um, and you also mentioned that you're a physiotherapist. Um, so how did all of this come together to bring you to where you are today? So I trained as a physiotherapist, uh, in the UK, in London. Uh, I worked there for around five or six years and then I got offered a job as a physiotherapist in Abu Dhabi, which is in the Middle East. So I went to Abu Dhabi and in my second year working there, I found myself at a vegan food market fair that I had saw in the Time Out, a local magazine. Uh, I am not vegan, but I don't know why. I just went. And this beautiful lady called Julie offered me a session of biofield tuning. Just a free 20 minutes. She was just offering 20 minute uh, free sessions. And at that time, uh, I didn't know anything about energy healing. I didn't know anything about Reiki. And I said, I was like, oh, no, you know, don't worry. Don't waste your time. Uh, I'm going to leave now. And she's like, no, 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 uh, no, no, come and sit down. So I did. And she was standing around two and a half feet away from me. Um, and my eyes were closed and I was sitting. And she said to me, she said, oh, I'm sensing a real sadness, a grief and a loss. And it's related to your mother. And at this point, I was just crying uncontrollably. And my, like, usually in the past, when I closed my eyes, things were kind of like dark, like dark colors. But in this moment, it was like super bright. It was like flashing light. And uh, Julie was very on point because at age 12 was when my mom transformed into the spirit world. She passed away. She was ill. And in this moment, with Julie I was having a, a massive emotional release something that I had been carrying at that time for for almost you know 15 years and I didn't realize I was carrying it so I was crying and crying and I thought to myself wow I have met somebody who's psychic this is so cool and then mm -hmm. I was like am I crying because she's mentioned my mom or what's actually happening? Because this was such a new experience for me because I always held in my tears. I always was like, no, it's fine. I'll get on with this. I'm okay. Don't worry about me. And, and this, I just couldn't control it. So, you know, I can reflect now and say that I was having a massive emotional, emotional release, but also I was having a spiritual awakening. So yeah. as Julie finished, she said, okay, bye now. And I said, wow. 
no, something has happened here. I don't know what's happened. So we had a we had a quick conversation and I went outside on the grass and I didn't know how to describe how I was feeling. But um, in that moment, all I could think of was I feel really, really healthy. But now on reflection, I can say things like I was grounded for the first time ever. I was clear. I was light. I, I was, you know, setting myself free. So I looked up online, what is biofield tuning? And one of the first things that I read was anybody can learn how to do this. You don't have have to have like, you know, some spiritual background or anything. And in that exact moment, I said, I'm going to learn how to do this. I didn't know how, I didn't know when, I didn't even know why. I was just like, I'm learning how to do this. So I can I I actually flew from Abu Dhabi to Ireland. Uh, some of the teachers from America were in Ireland for a couple of days, so I did a foundations course, and then I ended up quitting my job as a physiotherapist in Abu Dhabi, and then I trained uh, for for a longer time in the UK in Manchester, and um, and yeah, that was my journey. You know, when I when I first started to to practice biofield tuning, I thought, oh my God, I'm never going to be able to 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 know how to do this like it's really challenging and I can't sense anything and you know it sounds the same the fork isn't changing uh but over you know the last two and a half to three years uh and because of all of the other work uh spiritual work let's say that I have been doing I have really opened up to all of these other dimensions that you know that are here all around us in, in every moment but the more I've come back to myself come back to myself I'm able to to tune in so yeah, then I, you know, as I said, I, I left my job as a physiotherapist and I went traveling for a while and came back to Ireland and I was going to set up as a, as a physiotherapist in Ireland, but I just, I, everything just kept getting blocked and I just didn't have the drive to, to do it. So in that moment, you know, I had to face myself and, and those around me in terms of, oh, you know, kind of society uh, status about being a physio. Uh, in contrast to being an energy healer, financial security, like holiday pay, uh, benefits, state benefits. And I just said, I have to follow my heart in this moment. And I don't care if I don't earn as much money or people think I'm woo-woo, like something is just telling me to do this. So, yeah, I just continued to do biofield tuning and it's led me to this exact moment. And I am so blessed and I'm so grateful that I continue to follow my heart. That's so important. And so many people will resonate with that because as we do become more and more open, it's kind of that it's hard to start. It's hard to deny the desire to align, you know, and it's like, and to have like this wholeness within us where it's like every expression of what we're doing is that expression of what we're discovering of ourselves, you know, so including like, okay, I've got the option here. I'm at a crossroads. Do I take like the more comfortable path of physiotherapy that I know is going to support me in different, in, in a certain way in this plane? And, or do I um, honor that kind of deeper expression? That's like more, um, more aligned and more, um, comforting in that way because it's a a truer expression of something deeper within me. But in this 
material world, it doesn't have the same sort of security as the other. You know, these are like very real and difficult uh, choice points that we have. And um, so it's really amazing to be able to to answer the call and to and to try that path that is more of the unknown um, and and let that and and see how that helps to complete us as a whole being, you know, it's really beautiful. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, if anybody listening is at this crossroads, uh, I would recommend um, I'd just like to share if you don't try, you won't know. So if you are thinking a, a different path, but, you know, there's these questions and finances and drawbacks and it's just fear. It's just fear and fear wants to keep you comfortable and nothing will grow in the comfort zone. Like you have to step outside the box. Like what I've learned in the past three years is more than I've learned in the past 26 years. Um, so wow. if you don't try, you're not going to know. So yeah. if you try and things don't work out, let's say, as planned, or you're not as happy uh, as you were previously, then you're going to take a different route. But this is all learning, you know, and it's not about fear of failure. It's it's about learning. What can I learn here? How can I become a better human being for myself and for those around me? And it's always going to lead you to the next door and it's always going to be perfect, whatever way it unfolds. So, yeah, get out there, make those changes step outside the comfort zone and you're not going to regret it. Like you're really not, even if it is really challenging, you're going to see your own strength uh, behind all of that. Yeah, that's beautiful. So let's switch gears a little bit because I'd like to talk about cacao. Um, You're a cacao medicine woman and I don't have any experience with it. So let's just start with what, what it is, if you don't mind. Beautiful. Oh, this uh, this cacao is a it's a plant medicine. Um, so we have uh, what we know about, let's say, cacao in modern day is for you guys it's Hershey, for us it's Cadbury. Um, yeah. And this is what what we know as chocolate. However, when we uh, when we take a deeper look of actually what cacao is and where it has originally come from. So cacao as a medicine is a 100% uh, ceremonial grade cacao and it comes from Central and South America, mainly from Guatemala and Peru. And it has been dated back for its use for 4,000 years, but uh, you know we could have suspicions that it has been used uh, far before that as well. So the original, original uh, chocolate tree, let's say, was grown in South America, grown in, let's say, Guatemala, Peru, Venezuela. And then over time, it began to come into uh, West Africa. So nowadays, we get a lot of our Hershey's or, let's say, Cadbury's chocolate lint from West Africa. So this isn't a an original chocolate tree. And with things like Hershey's chocolate, there is a very, very small amount of 100% cacao in that. It is mixed with toxins, E-numbers, uh, chemicals, preser- preservatives, uh, milk and sugar. 
And there, unfortunately, uh, is a lot of slave trade uh, in these countries. So the, mm-hmm. there's, there's not a lot of reverence uh, and respect for the people, for the people uh, who have, you know, helped get the, the chocolate to you in that moment and also for the nature and for the earth. So this is the chocolate that we know, uh, you know, very chemically uh, infused. So bringing it back now to uh, Guatemala or Peru. So cacao comes originally from a tree called the Theoroma tree. So the roots of this tree are so deep within the earth in South America that it has the capability to take up very uh, important rich compounds, uh, which I will speak about. So cacao comes from the Theobroma tree and it grows in a big pod, which almost looks like a papaya. And when the indigenous farmers by hand uh, harvest these big pods, they open them by hand and there is usually around uh, 20 or 40 cacao beans inside each pod. The cacao beans look like uh, coffee beans, but they're not coffee, they are cacao beans. The indigenous farmers, they take out each bean one by one and then they ferment them and roast them and grind them and peel them down into uh, a powder and then they mix it with water, which makes a very hard paste, like, like a hard block of butter, and then it is sent to, let's say, for example, Ireland is sent around the world. So just to recap that this cacao is straight from the tree and only mixed with water to make into a hard block. There is nothing else added. And very importantly, there is nothing taken away. There, it does not enter a factory. There is nothing stripped back. It is pure 100% cacao from the earth in Guatemala. Um, the indigenous farmers, they sing and send prayers and intentions to the cacao tree, to the land, to the nature, and to the, uh, during the fermentation for the grounding process, you know, they're sending love, they're sending love into this medicine, and then they're sending it across the world. So the main component in cacao is theobromine and theobromine is a long-acting cardiovascular stimulant and what that means is it works on our cardiovascular system so when we drink a lot of theobromine it allows the smooth muscles of our heart to relax so it gives us this real physical sensation of our heart opening and expanding so along with our heart feeling relaxed and smooth and calm our blood vessels and our veins open and widen so our blood pressure drops our cholesterol drops and we feel super calm but along with this it's bringing a lot of oxygen to our brain so we feel focused we feel more clarity more concentration so although the body feels relaxed and safe, our brains feel stimulated. We feel in the present moment. 
So the theobromine works on our cardiovascular system. And this is in contrast to coffee, which works on the nervous system. So coffee will give that caffeine quick fix, but then it's quick acting and there's often a crash after, whereas cacao is long acting and it works on a completely different system. So this is where sometimes people feel a bit confused around uh, cacao and coffee. So along with the theobromine, cacao is uh, naturally uh, so rich in a, a naturally occurring chemical called anandamine, which the body naturally produces. And this is what we call the bliss chemical. Along with this, it is full of phenylithylamine, which is a love chemical that our body naturally produces. So when we drink loads of anandamine, loads of phenylithylamine, we feel so much love, we feel so much joy, we feel so much connection, peace, uh, connection to ourselves, but also a very beautiful community connection around us. Our body naturally produces these compounds, but because we live in such a fast-paced society, uh, stress hormones like adrenaline and cortisol uh, override these beautiful compounds. It's like when you first fall in love, maybe on your honeymoon phase, you're producing loads of anandamine, loads of phenylithylamine. So you feel so much love, so much joy. You know, your immune system feels really strong. So you're really just in the present moment with this person that's in front of you. So along with this, um, in cacao, it is the, uh, it is very rich in magnesium. It is uh, the most naturally uh, occurring food source that gives us magnesium. And we all know that magnesium, again, is really good for brain focus, uh, clarity, memory, concentration, really good for, for muscle yeah. soreness in the body. Cacao is full of chromium, which is really good for stabilizing your blood sugars, iron, uh, sulfur, manganese, really good for your bone health formation, teeth, hair, skin, nails. So... As we consecrate, as we drink cacao, we are drinking loads of theobromine, anandamine, phenylethylamine, magnesium, and all of the other benefits. Um, so it brings the body into a beautiful vibration of love, joy, peace, calmness, stillness. And as we drink the cacao, we are also drinking the spirit of that tree. So it's really important for anything that we do in life that we set an intention, like, why am I doing this? What is the purpose of this? Why am I doing this? So when we drink the cacao, um, uh, the cacao plants will, will always bring happiness, force and strength. But you can also set your own intention, like, uh, please help me with clarity around decision making moving forward, or please help me let go of the anger. And as you drink the cacao, each and every time you're drinking it, you're drinking the prayers and the intention of the indigenous farmers, um, uh, of the spirit of the of the medicine. And then you're also dropping deeper and deeper into your own consciousness, uh, into into yourself, because all of the mental clutter has been put to the side, and you're focused and you're grounded. So it's really good for allowing you to to move forward. Uh, to find answers, uh, not to find answers, but yeah, to, to listen, to actually listen to your soul, to listen to your spirit and, and see what perhaps you have been avoiding. So 
So yeah, it is a really deeply healing plant. That's amazing. So is it taken always ceremoniously or do you take it every day or, or how, how is, how do you partake in with cacao? Yeah. Thank you so much for asking that question because when I first went uh, to a cacao ceremony and I received this cacao medicine, I felt that I had to go somewhere. Like I had to be guided or I had to be in a ceremony. And actually over my own research, because I was so interested in it, I read online, you know, that anybody can do this at home. And this is what I really want to share a message about as well, is that you can do this at home. You don't need to be with somebody who's trained or has knowledge or background in it. Um, the most important thing is that you are buying 100% ceremonial grade cacao from uh, from South or Central America, from Guatemala, Peru, Venezuela. Um, that when you go into your local health food store, it is usually unlikely that they are selling 100% ceremonial grade cacao. Likely they will be selling it in a powder form. But this would highlight to me that it has been processed or tampered in some way to make it into a powder. Potentially and most likely it was produced in a factory. So it's really losing this indigenous, uh, really uh, sacredness of the plant. So to answer your question, yes, anybody can absolutely do this at home. Um, people that are pregnant or uh, breastfeeding or uh some uh, high blood pressure just need or on um, medication for antidepressants just need to be a bit more curious about it but you'll find so much information online and just to remember that this is a plant from the earth like this is literally a plant from the earth it is so much more uh, let's say less invasive or anything than drinking like a can of coca-cola like the chemicals that we put into our body sometimes you know we don't think about that but when it comes to plant medicine when it comes to plants from the earth people start to get a bit like oh i don't know how to use it i don't know what to do um like the earth will always will always support you so there is so much information online and um, and if anybody wants to get in touch with me i love maybe you can hear it in my voice sharing this message and um, and i can guide people i can really guide people on how much to take you know this ceremonial dose is definitely higher than a daily dose I do have cacao every day. Every morning I wake up and I have cacao. It really helps to allow me to feel focused, bringing me into the present moment. And it also just really opens up my heart chakra. So I feel super engaged with those around me and with myself. And a daily dose is usually less than a ceremonial dose. Um, and, you know, every day is different. It's not just like, oh, let's have 30 grams. Now, 30 grams is a recommended daily dose. But, you know, some days for me, you know, it could be 10 grams and I don't weigh it out. I don't weigh it out. I just allow my myself to be guided with, with what's needed in that moment. But I do understand and respect that some people like guidance. They, they like numbers. They like figures to, to know that. They're doing it right, even though there is no right or wrong. Um, but yeah, so I'm more than happy to help people with that. So again, just to make sure that you are buying ceremonial grey cacao, it should look like a really hard block. And they usually come in around 500 grams. Um, and yeah, yeah. Okay, that's wonderful info. Thank you so much. 
Is it, if you're going to do it in ceremony, is it similar to like a mushroom type of experience, meaning you start to tap into different dimensions, you you start to open up and you're, you're experiencing reality or you could re- be experiencing reality in a different way? Or is it more grounding than that? Or I'm not sure. Great question again. Thank you so much. Yes, because... Uh, when people hear the word plant medicine, they think mushrooms, they think psilocybin, they think ayahuasca. Uh, it is a plant medicine because it is a medicine for the body and it comes from the earth, it comes from our plants. However, it is not a psychedelic. It will not uh, take you into an altered state of consciousness. It will keep you in your body. It will bring you more into your body. It's super grounding so there's nothing to be afraid of if people are thinking oh my god it's a plant medicine i can't touch that uh it is not a psychedelic at all it will bring you into your body connect you to your soul it is so soft it is so gentle it's so kind um yeah so it allows you to to check in with yourself yeah okay that's wonderful information thank you so much um so as we wrap up here, can you please tell us how people can find out more about you? Super. Thank you, Tara. So the, ble- the best place to find me is Instagram. And you'll find me there at Biofield with Neve. And that's B-I-O-F-I-E-L-D. And then Neve is spelled N-I-A-M-H. So the M and the H in the Irish language, when they come together, they pronounce a V. So Biofield with me, that's Instagram. And then also that's the same for Facebook. And I also have a website, which is biofieldwithneve.com. So if you, you type in something like this, something similar, you'll find me there for sure. If, yeah. And if anyone has any questions, I am more than happy to to dive deeper uh, with people, to share more about biofield tuning, about cacao, about my journey. I uh, Just get in touch. Beautiful. Thank you so much. And I'll have those links in the show notes as well to make it easy for people to find you. So this has been really informative and illuminating. Um, I really, really appreciate you being here and all of the service work that you're doing um, it's really, really powerful and beautiful. So thanks so much for being here today, Neve. Thank you so much, Kara, And everyone listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'd love for you to do me one quick favor, which is to think of one person who would benefit from hearing this content. Let them know you're thinking of them by sharing this episode with them right now. Thank you, and I look forward to the next meditation conversation.